0: Today's Braze Bits is brought to you by Dat Fans Only Fans. Remember Vietnamese comic and last comic standing winner Dat Fan? Well, you're going to want to sign up for the Dat Fans Only Fans account, where he shows you what made him a legend in the comedy game. You're going to be a fan of Dat Fans Only Fans, and if not, he'll send you a special Dat Fan Fan, which is perfect for cooling off during the hot summer months. Dat Fan. His first name is Dat, and there's nothing wrong with that. We got some
1: Braze Bits. We don't have an OnlyFans. We do not we don't have an OnlyFans. But Lance, what what are we launching? We're not launching an OnlyFans, but we're launching a Patreon.
0: We're launching a Patreon for the for our top brazerbacks who want some more content, can't get enough content. we serving up some exclusive BrazeBits bits, kitchen stuff beyond a paywall.
1: Yeah, this is our fiftieth episode, so we wanted to give you some fifty-first dates, and one of that those is a Patreon. It's it's just patreon.com/slash/brazebits. We have two tiers. Alonzo tiers. We have two tiers, two tiers.
0: One for it's a little bit more expensive. They're just we have eight th- they're
1: bucks. just three bucks and six bucks. Three bucks and six bucks. Three bucks, bucks and bucks, six not bucks. Too much. One of them, Pat- you could be a Patrionardo DiCaprio. For three dollars and you get a Arvita Sabonis episode each month love that and if you do the six dollars a month you're a patrionado da vinci which is top quality that's it's high quality
0: and we're gonna get an exclusive off menu episode
1: yeah we're launching a new patreon only show called off menu basically one of us is gonna take the other out to dinner or lunch or breakfast it could be anything and we're going to basically analyze menus of restaurants. You'll be able to follow along. We'll you know, pick a restaurant. We'll have the menu, and we'll just analyze menus. And menu analyzation is, is such a huge thing.
0: I think it'll be awesome. I think it's going to be great. We're going to be setting up different uh, experiences, different possible scenarios for what we're going to be dining, what's the occasion. So it's going to be pretty special. I think... It'll be awesome for you if you're going out to dinner, if you're on the way out, if, you, if you're looking to just kind of listen to people talking about food, chopping it up. It's going to be great.
1: We're going to chop it up. Not like a chop shop. We're not going to break down stolen food and resell it. But
0: No. We're going to break down menus. We're going to call out the good things, things that are, they look good but aren't going to actually be good. Uh, I feel like there's, it's kind of a little bit of a niche uh, content. Not a lot of people analyzing menus.
1: I don't know anybody. There's so much stuff out there that is really unnecessary. I don't. I wouldn't say Braised Bits is necessary. It's not unnecessary. It fills a void in people's souls.
0: Absolutely. I think it's, it's become necessary. It wasn't necessary at first, but once we started getting people in pod shapes, like once you're in pod shape, like what's the point of being in pod shape if you don't have Braised Bits to devour?
1: That's right. And it's like, you don't need a show about talking about menus, but... You didn't know you wanted it until you got it. Exactly. And I feel like people
0: don't always appreciate. Me- menus are pretty specifically worded, and the language is pretty different, and designed, and the way it's, the layout is specific. I think it's going to be interesting to kind of break it down.
1: Looking forward to breaking it down with you. Break some bread.
0: <laughs> breaking bread, breaking bits. And I'm sure we'll come up with a future different kind of ideas to do for the Patreon. So. Definitely sign up and uh, stay tuned.
1: Yeah, it's patreon.com slash BrazeBits. We'll also include it in all our, like, uh, you know, there's the episode and then there's the link thing. We'll do that. And uh, yeah, I mean, so people might be surprised. They're like, why are you doing a Patreon if you have such premium sponsors like that fans, only fans. But (laughs) the truth is, is that all of our sponsors owe us uh, a lot of money. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, we're waiting on some invoices to come in, uh, so we're trying to, you know, pay the bills here in the kitchen. We got to keep the lights on, keep the stove cooking. So we would appreciate a little bit, a little support from the Brazerbacks, and we'll we'll deliver with some hot, cooked braised bits.
1: Yeah, we're not just taking your money and doing nothing with it. You know, we're, we're we want to deliver more food, and we're also going to use the money hopefully to invest in the pod kitchen and expand. Exactly, you invest in us, it's going to pay dividends. That's right dividend dendrites shout out Dendrist. to dendrites from last episode callback love that how are you doing jesse Lancy, thanks
0: for asking i'm doing pretty pretty good i don't like the darkness we were talking about prepod it's getting super dark though i know you love daylight savings it's been rainy all day here in queens uh I'm sure it's night and raining in, in where you are different weather systems but feeling good overall uh we talked about last week the uh, about the election. I, I was pretty happy about the results, considering that they are the real results.
1: Did it give you an el- election? It gave me a huge election. Huge <laughs> election. Good.
0: How are you doing, Lance?
1: I'm doing great. I, I, as I talked about last episode, I really enjoyed looking at the maps of the election. And it really is fascinating, looking at all the different counties and seeing what votes for what. And shout out to Nebraska we we're talking about the Nebraska district of Grand Isle is, yeah. I believe we we're i we were kind of all wrong I was or not we were all wrong i was wrong it's It's interesting to see how if you look like I looked at all these state maps and pretty much every county we're i mean it it's just clear that we're we're living in two different countries. If you look at every county that 's a city they're all blue. If you look at all counties that aren't in cities they're all red and. It's if been you if you look at those ice cream firecrackers, they're also white. They're red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. Yeah, exactly. I like to think that you know, after the
0: election, we all we all turn into a firecracker and we, and we become a delicious treat as one.
1: Yeah, I think that's an optimistic view, but <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a possible view. I mean, where we're at right now is is that uh, the current
0: president Trump is not accepting the results, which is I think was pretty predictable. Um, which it's it's unheard of, and, and I know I don't think in our lifetime, I don't think any other presidents like rejected the election results.
1: No, I don't. No, no. Let me check. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it,
0: it was just, it was, it, it's been exciting times watching the. Uh, like, I was glued to the boob tube on Tuesday night, and pretty much Tuesday through Saturday watching the maps. <laughs> looking at different uh, news outlets. I, I, I actually have a surprise for you, Lance. Uh, yeah. I got an exclusive interview for the pod. Uh, somebody who's been keeping track, has been tabulating all the votes. We got, we got Count Spatula on the line.
1: Hello, Jesse. Welcome. Or I should welcome myself. Ha, ha, ha. I am Count <laughs> Spatula.
0: Count, I'm sure you're exhausted. Thank you for making the time for coming into the kitchen, the pot kitchen. It's an absolute treat. You sound spooky. How you How you holding up?
1: Jesse, he, he, he. I am good today. I am exhausted because I had to count the votes in many states. One time I even had to hide out because people thought I was being dishonest with the results. Uh, uh, uh. But what they don't know about cat spatula, uh, uh, uh is that I flip with my spatula there were a few states that said okay count spatula ah ah go to Arizona you have to flip the state ah and i said i am count spatula this is what i do hoo, hoo but you have to make sure that when you flip a state it is perfectly cooked for the right amount of votes. so i flip the states only and if only ha ha, ha it is the right amount of Vegetable oil,
0: Count. I love it. I, 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 are you laughing after your when you say a ha? Are you laughing, or is that just
1: more of your delivery? This is my natural speech. Are you who making fun of how I talk? <laughs> no, I'm just a very. I will day, cancel y'all. you right now.
0: <laughs> Would hate to be canceled by the Count. You did a great uh, flip in Michigan and Wisconsin, Count. Great flip over there. Well, well done. Cooked votes.
1: I don't intend to flip if the states do not want to be flipped. I listen to how the states sound. You know when you cook and you hear the sausage and it goes, tss, 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 tss. that means it is time to flip. Many states, California, in my lifetime, it has never wanted to flip. It's cooked in the right way. Same thing with Utah.
0: Yeah, count. I mean, you you got a, you got a big job in your hands. I I was reading some uh, some rumors about in Arizona that people were using Sharpies and that this was uh, some of the people who voted with Sharpies for the mail-in ballots were not getting counted. Or was did you, did you see any Sharpies on the ballots count?
1: I will say this: in Arizona, they have to sometimes lower their temperature. Count, <laughs> you
0: got me good. Count that's. Count is always cooking up bits. And I'll, one last question, Count. When, when you're counting the ballots, with, with, uh, are you counting on your hand? How do, you, how do you keep track?
1: I do not reveal my methods. Ha ha ha. Democracy is at stake. Or pork shoulder, if you prefer. <laughs> Mr. Spatula, it's an absolute
0: treat. Thanks for your service to the country and uh, keep counting.
1: God bless America. Ha <laughs> ha. Although what I am from
0: You <laughs> say so you're from Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> well, safe travels, uh, and thanks again for being on the pod. What an absolute treat!
1: Thank you, Jesse.
0: Well, Lance, I saw you went a little quiet there. I guess you got a little starstruck, but I was I was happy to take over the interview. An exclusive here for the Pod Kitchen, count spatula.
1: What a treat! Yeah, that was that was phenomenal. I I was speechless. Yeah.
0: Fantastic! I I I love seeing it behind the scenes of how you know states flip, and the, the count was right. You got to wait for them to be well cooked. You can't uh, flip something that's not ready to be flipped.
1: No, no, it's, it's that's democracy in action.
0: Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get a read on that count. Sometimes it seems like he's laughing. But that's just his delivery. But good guy, good. egg.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a good, definitely a good guy. Um, yeah, it's good to have Spatula on the pod whenever. This was obviously a big week for Spatula, so it's good to that we could get him. Yeah. I we wa- did make sure
0: uh, before he hopped in the pod kitchen that he hopped in the, the dishwasher, got pretty clean, because he has been handling a lot of votes uh, the past week or so. So made sure that he washed up and uh, followed the science.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he was wearing a mask and all that. Yeah. But I have some... Uh, uh, meal prep to for previously on braised bits. Sure. Previously in the pod kitchen, there was a lot of talk about your love of babies, please. And your baby smell. I had sure. a few a, a few comments on it. Uh, most specifically, I had a comment uh, feedback from my brother Christopher Nolan, who has a baby. Who is my niece, and he he. Uh, he disagreed with you. Oh, no. He said, well, he said, next time that I see my niece, I could smell her, he said. But he said, babies smell fine. They basically just smell like a human that has no body odor. But sometimes they smell terrible, like when they poop or pee. So you have to disregard those times. The other times, it's just whatever lotion or cream they have on. So it's really the lotions that give off the smell, not the baby. Interesting.
0: I... I, I... And this is including I thought newborn babies specifically out of the womb, straight out of the kitchen. Those I'm thinking of that 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 smell. But I guess he's right. The the, the lotion and like that's the it's the, the things that, like the powders that they're being used. But they're so fresh. I've never smelled a baby that didn't have a, like
1: a delicious smell to it. What about when they poop? It smells pretty bad. Yeah, but that's
0: that's different. I mean, everyone
1: smells bad when they poop. Yeah, but most people poop in a toilet.
0: Yeah. Well, that's assuming a lot. I don't know. Some people don't.
1: Some people poop themselves. Most people poop not in themselves. So like the if it's not a toilet, it's like an outhouse or it's some sort of culturally established situation. Well, I would love. To, I, I guess he didn't offer for me to smell the baby, but I would
0: love for you to smell. How How old is the niece, if you don't mind me asking? 15, 16 months. August. All right. The two thousand nineteen. The newborn smell might have worn off by then. If you don't mind, ask your brother to have another baby, and then you go over and smell it within the first month. I think that would be good for the All right. The pod. All and
1: right. Then we'll throw it behind the Patreon, your reaction. Good. Yeah, <laughs> Patreon-only content. Should we become one of those podcasts that spend like 45% of the episode talking about Patreon?
0: Might as well at this point. I, I listen
1: to podcasts, and it's like all you do is talk about Patreon and subscribing and what you're going to do, but then you get kind of like hypnotized by it. You do. And I'm like, I'm somehow invested in this, but this is this is nonsense.
0: No. We're gonna be cooking up stuff for free in on our Braze bits every week, but uh, we might as well build up the Patreon. Also we'll have some cool stuff there also.
1: I wanted to shout out Top Razorback, back, Maddie Schneck, who said that you're kind of she didn't say this exactly, but I imply it that you're kind of Crazy for not knowing the the smell of books. Nerd alert.
0: Red, 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 nerd alert. Sorry I don't know the smell of books. What what does that even mean? Is there a common smell, a universal book smell?
1: Yeah, she sent the the Bits Instagram an article from CNN, which is, uh, you know, the bastion of news. True news. Um, Portland's iconic... Powell's Books is selling a book-scented unisex candle. Fragrance. of that it. Yeah. CNN. There's something comforting about the smell of a bookstore, the nostalgic memory of opening a novel and embracing the scent that comes with the pages before engulfing yourself in the story. Interesting. This was actually written by Phil Jackson. <laughs>
0: The Braves Bits universe comes full circle. Always does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like Phil Jackson. He's writing for CNN we, we,
0: now. <laughs> we say he's like a writer. We like Philip Roth, but he's, he's
1: more like Phil Jackson. I guess. Running <laughs> running that offense everywhere.
0: The triangle, making it into CNN. I, I understand what a bookstore and a library smells like. And I know certain old books have a smell, but I didn't know that every book had a unique smell.
1: Yeah, they kind of smell They're like' not reading enough they kind of smell like babies, but I
0: know, I'm not. if they smell like babies, I would be reading every minute
1: <laughs> that's all that's all I got. That's a good meal, prep. you got any highlights? I do. I have a major highlight. Kate and I this past week or a week ago I, you know whenever you listen, it could be seven months ago, we went to Vermont over the weekend for a few days we got out of the city first time outside of the tri-state area since the pandemic vermont still is bordering new york so you're still allowed to go there and we actually didn't like see anyone we were in uh greensboro vermont and which is like close to canada it was very it was rural it was there was not that much many people we walked around the area and we would see you know i saw someone biking saw some people walking but really didn't really see anyone didn't go inside any place and it was just beautiful we stayed in this like airbnb with the maze it was like it wasn't a farm but like just like a lot of space rolling hills just it smelled like there was a, a farm next to us and there were cows Saw gigantic cows just kind of frolicking about. Dan Frolic, the kid I went to high school with,
0: (laughs) sounds picturesque. You had great weather, impeccable.
1: It It was picturesque. It was impeccable. We went hiking. We actually went hiking. I like. I used this as a as a mind reset, so I didn't really look at my phone. Like we went hiking, I didn't have my phone on me. That's actually when I guess the election was called. Kate, you know, had her phone. Um, we went hiking and we were like really in the middle of nowhere. I actually hurt my ankle pretty badly during, <laughs> during this hike, but no. rolled it. Yeah. Uh, yeah it. A- yeah. But you know, roll tide. You gotta, you gotta move on with it. We were in Biden's, right. we were in Biden's America. So I right. still, I still didn't want to get health. You know, I didn't, still didn't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you? You guys are staying at an Airbnb. You said. Yeah. Did you do cooking? we cooked we got actually a lot of nice food in the city and then we brought it all
0: very nice yeah that we got like i got a wonderful
1: queen qu- weekend it was so wonderful like the sun rose and set and it was qu- it was so quiet and it kind of reinforced the fact that you know i don't know if we're made to live in cities as humans but that this is where we are right
0: Did it make you, when you were coming back to the city, did it make you like, were you dreading coming back? Were you looking
1: forward to coming back? I was mostly in pain because of my ankle.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry to be laughing. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, but
1: I think I I was a little bit agitated. Like it just seemed like such a more natural pace of life. But I think a lot of that is because of the pandemic. And like if I was going back and doing stand-up comedy every night, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same calculation. Right. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you ice it up? You ice at that angle? Yeah. Vanilla ice.
0: There you go. Sounds fantastic. Great time of year to go up there, great foliage. Get impeccable weather.
1: It was good foliage. It was good it was just good everything. It just was like a it was like the physical version of not looking at your phone.
0: Right. I have some family friends that live in Vermont. I went there last fall. It was amazing. And just very like overall just the like very very quiet like I, it's, it's not many people out and about people are spacious keep to themselves it's very peaceful it is very peaceful very nice
1: oh also this is a big big highlight on the way there and back I was gearing myself up this was a you know the, the first like kind of real road trip I've taken and gearing myself up to have fast food which I haven't really had so we we're gearing ourselves up to have McDonald's on the way up Kate was saying, you know, I really wish there was like Chick-fil-A. There's no not really any Chick-fil-A's in the Northeast, mm. but that's what I want. Sure enough, she manifests a Chick-fil-A in Springfield, Connecticut. It's like close to Massachusetts, I guess. So we we get this Chick-fil-A, and it's unreal. Chick-fil-A. We're great. like, this is unbelievable. So and then on the way back, I ended up getting Popeyes. Wow. So I had I bookended the trip with two classic chicken sandwiches. It was my first time we talked about Popeye's chicken sandwich in the Popeye's fast food episode. I had never had it before. So this was a great opportunity to have it in juxtaposition with the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And the Popeye's was good, but I think the Chick-fil-A is... It's going to win a seven-game series in six games against Popeye's.
0: They're both solid. I haven't had a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich in a long time, but I'm pretty sure they make it... Rather fresh. I know Popeyes is like frozen, but they're both fantastic.
1: I think that the the Popeyes, it, it's good. It has like that mayo, you know, the spicy mayo sauce. Yeah, the spicy Cajun mayo. Cajun spicy mayo. Yeah, and it's good. But I think it almost masks that the chicken isn't as good. Right. So it's more of a, it's like kind of a sandwich that's doing a lot of work, but the Chick Fil A is just like. I'm confident in my ingredients. I'm confident in my body. This is what I have to offer and I'm beautiful.
0: (laughs) I'm a beautiful piece of white chicken meat, love that.
1: Yeah, with some pickles. I mean, just the pickle, and and then it's like the right amount of bun. The ratios are perfect. It's just the perfect sandwich. It is, it absolutely
0: is. I haven't had Chick-fil-A in a long time. I gotta get some Chick-fil-A, so fresh. But Chick-fil-A in, like we talked about fast food chains in Manhattan, are not really,
1: like they're. It's not. It's not really the real. You're not geared. Experience. You're not geared up to have it, in no. in New York City. Fast fast food. It's a perfect road trip snack. Yes.
0: Fantastic, I'm, I'm jealous of your chicken sandwich combo. Yeah. My my highlight was nothing specific. Well, specifically, it was just the, the reaction. That I felt on Saturday about the news about the the election results and just the, the relief over the excitement about Biden winning and I was I went to the golf range Saturday morning just it was great weather wanted to do something outdoors and I got the alert on my phone and it was just uh, it was unbelievable people were like, beeping I went to a, a range in Queens people were beeping people were standing there's a woman standing on the side of the road just jumping up and down with her, her arms up in the air just like. Huge smile. Um, I, I listened to the news radio, Ten Ten Wins. I haven't listened to news radio since the seventies. The it was give awesome us,
1: he- You give us twenty two minutes, we'll give you the world. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: And I got the world. It was awesome, like they, they did interviews with different uh, political correspondents, hearing like people's reactions up from on the streets. It was just it was it was a long from Tuesday to Saturday it felt like. It was it was like months and months, um, and now it's kind of like it's it's the that feeling of excitement and relief has kind of waned a little bit since Trump hasn't accepted it yet, and it seems like there's going to be a, a bit of a battle. He might have to be dragged out, but overall, just a great highlight and uh, great feeling, and I think
1: for the most part, a lot, especially where we're living, people are happy about it. So I got two things to that. Number one, when you listen to 1010 10 Winds, they also give you traffic and weather on The Ones. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> on The Ones, of course they did. Yeah. I love it. And number two, we were in the middle of nowhere. So there was no, like, you know, we were just, we were not surrounded by anyone. So there was no, like, we didn't, there were no reactions to observe. But it, I think if I was here, it would have made me, this is going to sound weird, but make me sad that, the country is in a position where people feel like where that is the reaction yeah i mean that
0: that's been four years of, of just craziness and people and then and then being upset
1: yeah and then so that's the reaction in you know cities basically and then everywhere else the reaction is like i mean do you remember i'll, I'll i won't i'll never forget when you know trump won in 2016 the day after the day i mean a few days after but especially the day after it felt like like the whole city died. It was like such an eerie atmosphere. And I imagine that's what it feels like in places where they wanted Trump to win. And it's just like, I don't know. I hope we could get past this, like this situation because it's, it's unsustainable. Right. You can't have people, you can't have people celebrating that much. And then people that angry, like there needs to be some sort of not that I think. Right. We'll
0: see. We'll see the next couple of weeks uh, up until January is going to be very interesting. Did you also see was another highlight? Was for me was uh, Rudy Giuliani speaking in front of the Four Seasons like landscaping? Uh, did you see that old I, that old no, snafu?
1: When I go, whenever I go on Instagram, I see two things. One, I see stand up comedy opportunities that I am not getting, and then the other thing I see is yeah, this like Four Seasons joke, which I thought was like some joke about something, but I don't know what it is.
0: The Rudy Giuliani uh, booked a speech that they thought was going to be at the Four Seasons, but the person overbooked it, screwed up, and it was at the Four Seasons landscaping uh,
1: company. Okay. And they
0: they still went through with it, and like it was, it was just just like a great metaphor for the Republican uh, politics in the past four years. Just it, an absolute shit show.
1: There was a. A company in my hometown called Four Seasons cesspool. Cesspool? Yeah, it's like a cesspool company.
0: It's it's great, it's a great, it's a great market Having four seasons before any kind of company, it elevates your status a bit.
1: Yeah, because then sometimes people say, "Well, I want to get my cesspool clean, but it's the spring." So <laughs> this I got it. Four seasons. Yeah, I got I got to wait till the fall or winter, but not with four right. seasons. Anyway, yeah. if you subscribe to our Patreon, you could. You get stuff.
0: <laughs> That's That might be the clip. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you can get stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. It only, ben- more, only, more benef- only like
1: benefits like you. We're just doing it out of the generosity of our hearts. Right. Yeah. It's going to pay off. Yeah. Diggity
0: Dope. Should we get into our top nine? I think we should. Let's do it. This one is a a bit specific, it's a bit wacky. I'm not sure anyone's gonna see it coming. Lance foreshadowed it a little earlier about talking about 50 first dates.
1: Lance, what are we doing this week? We're doing top nine dried fruits. (laughs) I'm excited about it, Lance.
0: Uh, I'll I'll start off, my number nine, dried pineapple,
1: Lance. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, we're doing top nine Adam Sandler movies. That's such a a swing from
0: dried fruits to Adam Sandler movies, but this is one that's been in the the walk in freezer for a while. I feel like I feel we're, we're both we grew up with Adam Sandler, and uh, we could I think our list will be interesting. I, we're definitely gonna have some similarities. There's only so many Adam Sandler movies, but I thought we might it'd be good to chop it up.
1: So we will, but you know I did some research for this this topic because. <laughs> Well, we'll get to a lot of different things, but I think that if you look at Adam Sandler's IMDb, he's in a surprising amount of movies. There's a lot of movies. So I actually am interested at how many we do have that are the same. And, you know, he's most known for comedy, obviously, but more recently he's done a bunch more serious roles and he's done a few serious movies. And I think that I've now come to appreciate... When I was little, I liked Adam Sandler movies just because that's what you had to do as like a kid growing up in the you know in the suburbs in the 90s 2000s that was like the thing um then there was a phase where i was like i don't know this is kind of overrated but now i've come back to it where i think it's through his dramatic roles where i appreciate the happy madison movies because th- at the end of the day they're just bits on bit it's like a bit lasagna exactly
0: he, it's the, if you go into the movie, his funny movies, the Happy Madison movies, trying to be moved or something, it's the wrong movie. But he's got jokes on jokes on jokes. And I agree, like you said, I can't kind of came full circle. My, my older cousins showed me his comedy albums when I was younger. I loved those. Those were like legendary. And seeing all of his like older movies. And then I feel like there's a time where I was like, he was like too mainstream or some of his movies felt hacky but recently like his latest netflix special i thought was amazing and most the snl was awesome i kind of had the newfound appreciation for his movies newfound glory bingo
1: glory yeah and, and, and i think that with the happy Madison movies it is really a you have to suspend the disbelief yeah and once you're once you do that then you can enjoy it right if you're looking at it from like a serious angle you're never gonna enjoy it but i actually think if you do suspend the disbelief there you said i think if you're looking for like what, would, what do you say if you're looking to like emotion or something
0: looking to be moved
1: yeah so i don't think moved is the right thing but i think there is a surprising amount of lessons in uh, oh sure. movies and i think that in a weird way that the world would be better off if those lessons were heeded couldn't agree more, 100%. So, let's get into it. Um, you want to lead off? Sure.
0: I'll get on base. You said it earlier, Lance, and I. Uh, this was not pre-planned. My number nine is fifty first Dates. A classic Adam Sandler. I mean, all of these are going to be classics. I'm going to say it's a classic for all of these. But this is a legendary one. Drew Barrymore. She has short-term memory loss, and Adam Sandler has to re- have her re-fall in love with him. This is a classic rom-com. Uh, the scene that sticks out to me is like the first time when he goes into the restaurant and she's making like a, a house with her waffles or her pancakes and like all the, the, the wait staff are like being protective over Drew Barrymore. Just, just I feel like I'm going to say that kind of similar things for all these movies, but Fifty First Dates if it's on TV, it's, I'll, I'm not going to turn it off. It's easy to watch. It's rewatchable. It's funny. It's heartwarming. Um, yeah, my number nine that's fifty first dates
1: so fifty first date dates just didn't make my list. It was number ten, Wow, and I think the concept it's like a really interesting concept when you think about it if you say Kate and I right the when we met it ended up working out, but there's so many variables, and if you like repeated that scenario fifty times, I'm interested in how many times that works out favorably, right. And it shows in Fifty First Dates that sometimes, because of the memory loss, that Drew Barrymore hates Adam Sandler and thinks he's like a creep or just doesn't like him. So it's, I think it kind of in a weird way shows that a lot of encounters are dependent on a lot of random variables. Absolutely, it's a great premise. And that little, little a lot of I'll just drop something, a lot of little things like
0: dropping things can affect and have a ripple effect on, like the whole experience of meeting
1: somebody, affect how you perceive somebody. It was also one of my first exposures to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. So I thought Hawaii was just like Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, I've that's never been. I I've also. never been to Hawaii, but that's kind Neither of that's not what I think anymore. But yeah, and yeah,
0: beautiful. My numero eight. Not sure if you're gonna have this one. I would be delighted if you did. It's an underrated Adam Sandler movie to me. I don't feel like it doesn't get enough love. I and my cousins always quote it. It's you don't mess with the Zohan. An absolutely classic Adam Sandler movie. It's when he, uh, he's like an Israeli army guy, and he but his secret desire is he wants to be a hairstylist, and it's just unbelievable. He I think it's he's in the best shape of any movie he's ever been in. He's absolutely ripped. Uh, his Israeli accent is really funny. He's got the, uh, the who, who told you this? This is not my name. It, his dynamic with it, telling his parents he wants to be a hairstylist is really funny. John Torturo is in it as like his adversary. I think Torturo and Adam Sandler. The matchup is undeniable. It's it's. I highly recommend it if anyone hasn't seen it. Zohan number eight. So
1: I don't have it on my list. Scrappy Coco. <laughs> yeah. I watched it one time in college, and I think I was like drunk or something. I like, kind of half remember it and half don't, so I don't remember it enough. I remember I just, I just remember it was just like people arguing was the whole movie.
0: Pretty much. I'm not sure if it really holds up if it's rewatchable. I haven't rewatched it, but it's I, I just there's just so many memorable quotes and the the who told you this? This is not my name. Disco disco. There's just, like, it's just it tickles me every time. So Han Santana. Nice. You don't miss the Zolan Santana. That's a contender. Alright, my number seven, Lance. Coming into the more dramatic Sandler movies. I saw this one in the theaters. I'm not sure if it was his first dramatic turn but definitely one of the earlier dramatic turns. It's Spanglish. Which is also a perfect Braised Bits movie because Adam Sandler plays a chef. I remember having a huge crush on Paz Vega um, and... Legendary scene of him cooking a late night sandwich it was like a BLT with an egg. I remember thinking that was awesome. It was funny, but also I think I cried during the movie. Just to, it showed his acting chops that he can he can go back and forth between comedy and drama. and also I think what makes Sandler so unique and like his like special sauce is how quickly he kind of gets triggered and can be angry. his emotions like just drastically change. And I think he did that in the movie a lot. It's it's number seven. It's Spanglish, Lance.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like me. (laughs) My emotions. You do. You flip on a dime, like the spatula. Yeah, just like the count. I've never seen Spanglish, and I have kind of always wanted to. And I've said, oh, I'll watch it one day. But let's be honest. Maybe I should. I think you should. It's It's got some cooking
0: in it. And if you like Sandler dramatic roles, this is a great one. Spanglish... I, I don't have... I don't got anything.
1: Eric English? I, don't, I got nothing either. That's
0: a that's a, that's a whiff.
1: Yeah, it's like you got to put a lot of Spanglish on that one to to get it. Spin off the backboard with some Spanglish. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so my number nine, I feel like you're going to have this, and I feel like it's going to be higher up, but for me, it's number nine, Happy Gilmore. Sure. And the movie... I think it's okay, to be honest, but there's a few things that stand out about the movie. Shooter McGavin, the antagonist, I think is one of the best villains in movie history. Just the contrast of like the golfer with the etiquette against, you know, Happy Gilmore, who's not a etiquette guy. And it kind of, you know, it's a nice little battle, and just the fact that he does the shooter thing and is just so unlikable, but that shooter McGavin thing is like has endured and shooter McGavin is like in the, the lexicon. And I feel like people say shooter McGavin and pe- some people don't even know where it's from now. Right. And then just the, the happy Gilmore method of playing golf is iconic. Yeah. I, the, uh,
0: the run up to the, sh- the run up to the swing.
1: I can't tell you the amount of times growing up. There was a par three course in my town that you could play if you were, you know, a little younger and it wasn't kind of like a, stuffy or there's no like real etiquette or anything like that so i can't tell you the amount of times that myself and other people would do happy gilmore swings
0: you gotta do it you You gotta gotta do it it.
1: and if you do it right it's actually a pretty effective way of 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 playing golf
0: yeah gets you some more power with that
1: driver exactly you just can't putt like him but that's okay (laughs) tap 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 it in
0: yeah yeah, Happy Gilmore is my number two. It's it's I like iconic it. movies. I agree with the Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin's a legendary adversary. Uh, yeah, the classic line, it says, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. It says, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast?
1: <laughs> the, the thing the, with Adam Sandler movies is they ha- it's like such basic lines, but they're delivered so well. It's the best.
0: Yeah. The Bob Barker fight. Fight, him fighting Bob Barker on the course, unbelievable. Uh, Chubbs, his caddy, it's all in the hips. It's 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 just one of the best. Happy Go is just one of the best. It's my number two.
1: Yeah. My number eight, I don't think you're going to have this one. I feel like it wasn't really well regarded, but I enjoyed it. Click. I don't have it on my
0: list, but I, and I don't think I've actually seen it.
1: So the premise is that Adam Sandler... I forget. I don't even remember what he's like. He works at some job, and he basically like he gets this remote, and it like speeds up things you don't want to do, and you fast forward through parts of life that you don't want to live, and it ends up kind of malfunctioning. And I'm giving away the movie, but it ends up malfunctioning, and then he just like skips through all these stages of life uncontrollably. And I think it's a great again a great premise for a movie. There's one bit I love is that the click remote, this magical remote. They get it at he gets it at Bed Bath and Beyond, in the Beyond section, which I remember that somehow yeah, which is you know a great bit. But I just thought the message behind it was actually very good, and it it kind of prescient in a way where I feel like that technology, if it was introduced today, some people would be on board for it. It was like a funny, less serious Black Mirror episode. Interesting. Yeah, I I just remember
0: everyone who saw it saying that they cried at the end and being like, it was very emotional.
1: Yeah, it was more emotional, I remember, than like, yeah, most of his movies. I don't even totally remember it, but I just remember like thinking that was a great idea and that how I could see something like that happening and people like being on board with it.
0: Yeah. That's a good example of a movie that, like, if you suspend a little bit of disbelief and then you kind of buy into the premise of the movie, that it, it could be really. Like rewarding and fun to watch. Exactly. And if if you don't, it's like, you're just like not even, what's the point of watching if you're not going to kind of buy into it?
1: Yeah, just click and change the channel. Yeah, fast forward. Yeah, fast forward to anything you don't want to endure or see. Right. And then you're a worse person. You're worse off. My number seven, fresh off watching this, recommended actually by none other than Phil Jackson. It is Hubie Halloween. (laughs) Wow. wow that's that's didn't that just come out last weekend <laughs> yeah yeah like two weeks ago <laughs> wow so i watched it <laughs> and i already cracked the top nine? Oh yeah i watched it in preparation for this and it was a it was a perfect adam sandler movie i thought it was silly this is just one there's so many dumb silly bits that are meshed in it just to give one example uh this really got me the stupid line but the, uh his name in this is, is Hubie Hubie dubois and, um, this, one of the, the, the characters, Maya Rudolph, actually, she says to Hubie at one point, uh, Hubie Doobie, careful. <laughs> 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 just like, that's like the whole movie. It's just like stupid, funny things like that. And that's it's, gold. it takes place. It, it's kind of, it's, it's on Halloween. It's all about Hubie is like, uh, it takes place in Salem and he's like, You know, he's like, I don't know, 40 or 50 years old. He lives with his mom. He's like, everyone thinks he's a loser, but he like is obsessed with like making sure everyone is like safe during Halloween and like following the rules and being, and it's just like, it kind of shows. And I think some of his movies do this very well, not all of them, but some of them where he plays this like super earnest person to like too earnest, like comically earnest in in most of the cases, but it's the juxtaposition and the rest of the world is like ironic and sarcastic and mean and literally just right. mean to him. And in this case, they're, they're, they're like the whole town is mean to him. They think he's a joke. They make fun of him. They play pranks on him. But despite that, he just like wants to be a good person and like do what he thinks is like, you know, the, the right thing. And like, I think that there is a real case to that <laughs> in the world. Like, I think the world is lacking a lot of that type of just like earnestness Right, everyone likes to be snarky, sarcastic, everyone like especially online be, especially yeah. if, you're, if you're living online everyone's trying to be someone they're not, and it, it's kind of in a weird way if you buy into the whole ridiculous thing um it's it's refreshing in in a way, and what I do like also about the newer Adam Sandler movies is that I think the cameos are even better and better because people want to be in the yeah. in the thing, so for this one, for example, you know you have the usual. Adam Sandler characters. You got Steve Buscemi. You got Rob Schneider. Ben Stiller's in it for the small role. But then you also have like Dan Patrick. Uh, Shaq. Nice. Shaq is in it. Oh, nice. So it's like you have these more, it's just more people I feel like that are that are in on, in, on the bit.
0: I love that. I, I'm definitely, I want to see that now. Hubie Halloween. Sounds amazing. Sounds hilarious.
1: Yeah, and there's some like in jokes to other ones like there's an O'Doyle like kid.
0: O'Doyle Rules? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Surprising! I'm surprised. Surprised you you watch the new Adam Sandler in preparation. Well,
1: I wanted Impressive. to watch. I wanted to watch it with Kate like two weeks ago, and she was like, "I can't." <laughs> yeah. So
0: when I asked her for her predictions, she admitted that she's not a big Adam Sandler fan.
1: No, <laughs> no.
0: Which makes sense. He's he's a, he's a kind of polarizing. I feel like people have a pretty strong opinion either way if they love him or hate him.
1: Yeah, well, we could get into that. I'm sure we'll get into it as we go on.
0: That was your number six? Number seven. seven. Alright, my number six is Funny People. The Judd Apatow movie. I I like it a lot. It's like a... I think it's a great stand-up movie that's not about stand-up. It's like stand-up Jace. He plays like an older comedian that's coming back into the main... He's trying to kind of make a comeback. It just... It goes a little long, but... there's so many just classic scenes. I think Aziz Ansari steals the movie with his uh, Randy. being Randy, which kind of, I think, maybe cursed him a little bit because I, I think he started, he started... He did the character Randy that was doing stand-up, and I feel like he started doing Randy in his real stand-up outside of the movie after a while because like people kind of knew him from the movie. But overall, just a great movie. I love the behind-the-scenes of like Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill writing jokes together and kind of like making fun of each other while they're writing jokes. I love behind the scenes of just comedy, like in the back of the comedy club. Really well done movie. Emotional also, it's got like a sentimental ending. Funny people, number six.
1: Randy.
0: <laughs> Randy!
1: I. guys yeah, are paying me for this. <laughs> I, um, I have it on my list, so I'll wait. Okay. That's an
0: absolute legendary movie. Another, this, another legendary, Five through one, these are all going to be iconic Sandler movies. My number five is Billy Madison. I think probably the first Sandler movie I remember seeing. I think I saw it at summer camp, one of our movie nights. There's, I was looking up movie quotes. There's just so many iconic movie quotes from Billy Madison. From O'Doyle Doyle rules we just talked about. Today, Junior. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Uh, stop looking at me, Swan. Just like, and, th- and this is also the classic Sandler of like his, how he would on a dime like switch to being angry and yelling, which I think is the funniest Sandler when he like goes over the top angry. Um, yeah, and just just legendary. can always watch it. Easy to watch. Funny. Laugh out loud. Iconic scenes. Billy
1: Madison. So, this is where I think I'm going to get some flack, but I just didn't like Billy Madison. Wow. I thought it was just kind of dumb and overrated. Wow. Dumb. So I think one of the reasons is that like my friends watched it before I did. So they See, were that's, talking that's about what it. it is. But then I watched it and I'm like, so what I like about the Adam Sandler movies, I generally like the comedy ones is I think that like, I don't really root for him in Billy Madison because he has it like he kind of just wasted his life. Like the premise to me doesn't doesn't track because what he's thirty years old or whatever and he's had it made. And yeah, I guess he needs wants to like take over the company. But like it just, it just to me it just doesn't he's not you don't he's buy not, it. A, he's not into a character. buying into it. Yeah, he's not a character I'm I'm rooting for in any way. That's fair. I think you just gotta buy
0: into him wanting to prove to his dad that he can go back to school.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. I mean it's you know it's it's a lot of bits, but I just I just didn't I think you need that you need the buy-in and I never want the buy in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris I Far- get it. Chris Farley is the bus driver. Oh unbelievable. Movie, movie stealer. <laughs> unbelievable. Pittsburgh movie stealer. Yeah, I,
0: I do agree. It's not it doesn't have the best, like, premise and the plot. is like, but this, the bits are just unstoppable and so many quotables. Yeah. All right. My number four, I'm not sure you're going to have this on your list. This is another, I think, underrated Sandler movie, but kind of along the lines of what you were talking about with Hubie Halloween, where he plays a really earnest character and the people around him are kind of insane. It's, my number four is Mr. Deeds. Just the classic. Every one of these is classic, but this is even classic, classicker than the most, of the, most of the Adam Sandler movies. I love, I love the the premise of this movie. He inherits forty billion dollars, and uh, Longfellow deeds. His entire life is kind of put upside down. Another John Turturro plays his like butler guy. So I love John Torturo with Adam Sandler. It's so so funny. We know a writer in there. Yeah, one of the lines that sticks out to me is when he's like talking about football and he's like, yeah, the Dolphins the, might be pretty good this year, the Pats are going to be great, the Jets will always stink, and someone's like, uh, Deed, Mr. Deeds, you now own the Jets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just classic, and uh, yeah, I feel like another one where I can always keep watching it if it's on.
1: Putting Mr. Deeds number four, very sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> very sneaky. Very, very sneaky, Mr. Deeds. Uh, I have Mr. Deed's pretty high on my list as well. Love that. So I'll just say for now, mm, peanut butter and gumball. My favorite. (laughs) The deed is done. Yeah, deed is done. My number six, I don't think you'll have it on yours. And I, I feel like, I'm guessing you haven't seen it, but it is the ridiculous six. Saw that on his IMDb. I never even heard of it. So it was his first Netflix movie. And it actually, like, had a lot of controversy because there was, like... it's. I mean, in terms of, like, Adam Sandler movies that people would be offended by, for this one, I kind of get it. There's some questionable... It's kind of a, a Western parody, but there's a lot of, like, Native American elements that I could see people being offended by. What I think about, like, Sandler movies in general is that, number one, it's, like, making fun of everyone, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and... I think it's mostly done not from a place of, of like, it's not done from a, a place of malice. Absolutely not. He's, he's, I don't think he's ever punched him down. I, I don't know. I th- I think it's just never done from a place of malice or, like, malintent And right. it's, it, the whole thing is just making fun of everything and everyone. So, and I don't think it's ever done from a, a place of malice, is what I'll say. But In the palace. Uh, in the palace. But this one I watched... It was probably the last time I've gotten like super, super drunk. I went to a Christmas party and the next morning I was like, it was like so hungover beyond. I I never really like order like delivery and I ordered from delivery from a diner. It was like a giant thing of tater tots, pancakes, and like something else. Uh, Just like an insane thing. And then I watched this movie and it was the perfect thing to watch. It's just like dumb, silly bits and there are two things that stick out to me that like I still laugh about. There's one scene of like if you, you could watch this on YouTube, it doesn't give away anything, but it's it's John it's John Turturro, and he's uh it's like it, it's like how baseball was invented. And uh, did you, you send uh, did you send that to me already or someone sent that to me? I I watched just mm-hmm.
0: that. I watched it with my cousin I, I, the other day. That's I watched. It's that's so, hilarious.
1: It's so funny. It's just like, it's just like if, almost if like, like Trump, I guess, was like making up a game and like kept, he's like, all right, two strikes. And he's like, no, I said three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, there's some like, like Terry Cruz is really good in it. I thought. And, uh, Taylor Lautner, who I've like, never seen in a movie, but I thought he was really funny. Um, nice. yeah. And there's one, <laughs> where, like John Toto steals a base. And he's like, what are you doing? I thought you could... Terry Crews is like, I thought you could only run when when, uh, the ball's... He's like, no, but I stole the base. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like... He's like, I'm not getting that. That's you just... That's a home run. You could go around. (laughs) It's too far. I'm not going that far. That scene. And then there's a poker game scene with um, Mark Twain, who is played by Vanilla Ice. (laughs) And it's just so stupid. It just... I think it's like... uh, it's Vanilla Ice as Mark Twain and then David Spade as uh General Custer, but you know, huh. Vanilla Ice calls him General Custard. And he's like it's Custer, and he's like, I just dropped some satire on you. <laughs> 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 and it's just it's so stupid. But it's he gets just like, the best cameos. It's it's good cameos and it's like maximum bits at play. Love that. So
0: yeah. Surprising. I didn't expect you to have these modern Sandler flicks.
1: Yeah. My number five is a serious one, kind of in the past few years. I think this is actually his best acting performance. It is the Meyerowitz stories. Saw that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I, I think Kate made some noise. I don't know if it was at the pod. She said she was going to put that, but she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's his best acting. Like... It, I I thought it showed like range talking about the turning on the anger a lot yeah but he plays it's a serious it's a Noah Baumbach movie and Noah Baumbach I feel like most known for Marriage Story from what last year
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I've seen most of his movies actually and I thought that was like one of his weakest ones I didn't it, it didn't do it for me but Marriage Stories that. I thought was way better and kind of it's about this like it's a very specific New York family. Uh, Dustin Hoffman plays the patriarch. He's like a successful but kind of like petty, like art professor. It's something in like the art world, but a professor. Yeah. And Ben Stiller is like this finance guy who thinks he's better than the rest of the family. And Adam Sandler like doesn't have a job, but he's like a good dad. And he's like a good musician. And like, you know, the, the family has like a an apartment in Manhattan that they just like haven't sold and they could make a lot of money, but they just haven't. And it's like, so New York, but right. Sandler's like range in it. I think it's a really good movie. Uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah.
0: That was right on the edge of my, my list. It's the, like, the scene with Ben Stiller and Adam, San- ben Stiller and Adam Stiller at the end of the movie when they're, when they're fighting was um, insane. And definitely one of Sandler's best acting performances. His is just like emotion is bubbling on the surface the entire movie.
1: Yeah, it's like sibling and family rivalry, and I just thought it was really well done. And his acting is really good in it. Very believable, yeah, yeah. So that, one. that's my number five. My number four is Big Daddy. Classical, classical. Big Daddy's interesting. If you watch it, it's like around two th- year two thousand, and it takes place a lot in like the Soho, uh, Greenwich Village area, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see how much of that area has changed and how much of it has not which I kind of like, I was just watching. Jon Stewart has a pretty major role. And I feel like people forget that Jon Stewart was kind of in that realm before he became like the serious but not serious daily show. The daily show guy. Yeah, guy. I think people always forget that he like wore a leather jacket, was kind of like, not risque, but like wasn't the newscaster type that I think people yeah, know him as. Yeah, s- a little bit more sillier. Yeah, more sillier. And if you watch that Jon Stewart, you wouldn't necessarily expect him to become this like voice of of a certain aspect of america right and that's cool but the movie itself is is really good and the thing that sticks out the most and we'll we've talked about this but is the whole McDonald's breakfast uh kind <laughs> yeah. of thing and i get it like i think i think that movie for a lot of people our age made McDonald's breakfast more valuable than it is because people are like oh well you could only get it at a certain time so i it must be really good in reality it's not that good but i think (sighs) i think big daddy made it seem a little better than it was
0: i i I would i agree with the idea that it made it more popular but i think i think mcdonald's breakfast is phenomenal The, the mcdonald's hash brown the mcgriddle egg
1: sandwich is it's top notch i think it's it's delish it's it's okay McDonald's non breakfast is better than McDonald's breakfast.
0: No. They're all it's all pretty good. My number three is Big Daddy, and I agree. It's 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 I actually I kind of forgot that they filmed in the city. I remember the them filming in Central Park. It's interesting that they filmed in Soho, i never really realized that. <clears throat> so many just legendary scenes and lines. Rob Schneider as the delivery guy, I think, is one of the best Rob Schneiders. Heap he Up he Anonymous. Oh yeah, that's good. you give them all the easy ones.
1: They, yeah, they all—they uh, kind of all like blend together, like you know the bit characters in all the movies. I forget that's that that one.
0: Yeah, and uh, him playing as uh, Scuba Steve, Scuba Sam's brother, when yeah. he goes in the bathtub. Yeah, that's a good Loved one. that his name was Sonny Koufax. I didn't, I didn't realize that in Big Daddy. Yeah, that's hilarious. Peeing on the wall, just 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 legendary scenes.
1: Yeah, I'll pee on a wall.
0: I'll definitely be on a wall. I feel like also that movie for some reason made me. It was like my first introduction to like uh, like divorced parents and like and like uh, uh, like orphans and the kids that liked, like like yeah, adoption kind of. I, I didn't really have any grasp of like social services and being people, kids being pulled away from their parents. That was like the turn at the end where it was like emotional, where right? the kid like didn't want to leave. Uh, Sonny Koufax, and it, it made you—you you, you felt attached to felt attached to that relationship.
1: But I don't want to attach. I don't want to attach myself to, to you. That's fair. Attachment theory. The, the Big Bang theory. The theory of everything with Stephen Hawking. Nice. A lot of theories. A lot of theories out there. So that was your number three. That was a good transition.
0: Be- beautiful transition. We're really grooving now. That was my number three. And my number two. Talked about this already also, Happy Gilmore. I think I, I think I pretty much gave my two cents on that one. I tap 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 it in, Shuder McGavin, Chubbs, Bob Barker fight. And then coming in number one, I think this this Adam Sandler movie is kind of on a different level to me. It's Waterboy. The Waterboy, my by far and away my favorite Adam Sandler movie. That's some high quality H2O by the Boucher just it's like it's it's kind of a football movie but not really it's hilarious Rob Schneider you can do it he I think that was literally his only line in the movie but it became an iconic line Henry Winkler as the coach uh what's her name Kathy Bates as as Mama Boucher just uh, just iconic I remember them eating alligator just Brett Musburger has a little cameo Uh, Brett Musburger's Mustard Burgers is actually one of our Braised Bits uh, sponsors, so that comes full circle. Just fantastic, the Waterboy, the way he delivers, the way he talks, it's just fantastic. I love it.
1: So you want to know my thoughts about the Waterboy?
0: You're gonna, you don't believe it, you don't like it. I've never seen it. Doesn't it doesn't shock me? Doesn't doesn't surprise me? That, but it does upset me. I will say it does. It does make me a bit angry. Just never came around. You've seen Hubie's Halloween, yeah, but you haven't seen The Water Boy. I was doing research. You've seen The Ridiculous Six, whatever that is. You, you gotta see The Water Boy. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know if it if it holds up. It
1: just it just ne- it never came up. Wow, that's very surprising. Very very surprising. So my parents also we were a house. They stopped caring at some point, I feel like when I was like fifteen or sixteen, maybe. But when I was younger, they like we were a house where like. We couldn't watch. No rated R movies? Yeah, no rated R movies. Even PG-13 when we were like eight or nine, you know, couldn't really watch. I feel like all the Adam Sandler movies were PG-13. So I watched all these movies at my friend's houses. Right. So like it just never came up that I was at a friend's house.
0: Surprising. Surprising. Like, none of your like, friends were, were quoting the movie or it wasn't a part of the...
1: Uh... They were, I think, maybe, but it just never never came up. Wow. Yep. Interesting.
0: I wouldn't even say. I think it's too late in the game because you've probably heard some of the quotes. It's harder to see a movie after you've like heard like the quotes from the movie because they don't hit as hard.
1: Yeah, I'd be more interested in watching uh, Spanglish. Yeah, Spanglish or Zohan. I've seen Zohan, but I just like don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my number three, my number three. I'm kind of shocked that you didn't have this on your list, but it is uncut gems.
0: That's that's really high up. Wow. Yeah. It was definitely it's definitely in my top like twelve, but it didn't make the cut. And I some I don't even think about it as an Adam Sandler movie, even though it, it is. But, but like it's it's
1: not in it's not a classic Sandler movie. Well, I think it's gonna be. Wow, it's really it's a great movie. It's like a really well done movie. We've talked about it on the pod before, but it I think we have, and it definitely. is. I don't even know what to to say about it. It's it's specific, it's very well done, it's pulsating. It encapsulates a dying slash non existent part of New York, but captures that like energy of it. I feel like it, it reminds me of like 2014 where New York's kind of in a transition. Where you have these kind of old school characters like an Adam Sandler, but they're increasingly finding it hard to find their place in the modern modern world, and then you have you know someone who's just like a an addict, a gambling addict, and just like wants more and just that that emotional ride that you're on with that person, and he just plays the character so unbelievably well. It's fantastic.
0: The, the, the more you describe it, the more I, I probably should have had it on my top nine. I, I I love the movie. I really enjoyed it. It, it is also, like, and it's the theme of the, the, the writers and directors, the two brothers, the Saffy brothers, is, like, it's very anxiety-inducing. So, it's, like, it's not an easy watch, but it's, like, it's, it's enjoyable in that, like, you get thrown into the movie and you, and you feel like you're in that universe. But it's not, like, sit back and relax and enjoy. It's more like you buckle up. You're going for a ride.
1: Yeah. So, what's interesting is, like, that type of movie doesn't make me that anxious. I'm just more interested in, like, where is this guy going because I know you right. you almost know it's going to end up in some sort of it's it's you're not where you're being taken is not like a good place for the character right. you know that so you're just interested in where it's going I also thought some of the auxiliary acting was really good I don't remember the character's name but like one of the goons who like yeah you know chasing him first time actor like I don't know like I, don't, I think the Safdie brought one of the Safdie brothers just like saw him on the street and yeah, that's, that's what they do a lot like, in their movies. they, yeah.
0: they just put, pull in first time people. I think that the the girl, the the girlfriend, was also was a first time. Actor. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were. She was great too.
0: Yeah, she's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and just like the whole family element, it it just like was so familiar, but also seemed like like a like a different era.
0: Right. It was great. Very authentic. The the one the one thing that they they stretched for movie purposes is that. They, the last scene has to, has to do with placing a, board, a sports bet at yeah. Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Mohegan Sun doesn't have a sports book. So it's got a horse. You can place bets on horse racing, but not on sports. So there goes the believability factor thrown out the window.
1: All right. Well, giddy up on that one. <laughs> That's a good one. They really, they really squandered those Belmont stakes. <laughs> Medium rare Belmont. My number two is Mr. Deeds. Wow, number dos. I I don't know why. I think actually our friend the Plum got us this as like a Hanukkah gift or something. But we, I have DVD. I think not the DVD, the VCR. The VHS. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So I've watched it probably the most out of any of the movies. But echoing what you said kind of all the classic bits i think it's it's one of the more likable scenarios where it's this kind of guy who doesn't know how the world works get exposed to like the shittiness basically of like how people are in a place like new york city i mean this was this is there is like a truth in it like even in vermont like when we were there it's like the city the the values are 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 just different like in new york city the whole thing is like you come here because you want to be good at something uh and you want to achieve basically like, and that requires this sort of single-minded focus and cutthroatness and a value that is not at odds with, like, you know, if you're Deed's delivering pizza in New Hampshire. But it's just like, oh, yeah, just this is, I'm, I have a life that I'm comfortable and happy with and satisfied and fulfilled. And this kind of, like, wanting and needing more, it feels in almost, not a moral, but it feels like it's like t- like biting off more than your fair share. If that right. makes sense, absolutely. So I think For a couple it, of city slickers. Yeah, I think it 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 really hones in on that pretty well. And the great bits. I mean, one of my favorites is uh, JB Smoove is the the elevator oh, yeah. guy, and he oh, yeah. says, "Hey, how's the elevator business?" <laughs> I I never thought that was JB Smoove. So that's, a, that's, that's wild. I appreciate JB Smooth. Yeah, and he says it. You know, it has its ups and downs. <laughs> That's the bit, and it's so stupid, but it's like it's so. It's fantastic. Perfect.
0: Yeah, the character actors are so they're so well done. Yeah. It's, it's so like so committed to the character that the bits can be so stupid that you yeah. believe it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, a great movie. Um, number one, uh, I got what do I have? I got funny people. Wow, numero uno, love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I don't know. It, it kind of again, it's it's a little more serious, even though it's a comedy. You as as you talked about, what I liked about it is that George Simmons, Adam Sandler's character, it's it shows like I'm not going to whatever. If people, if you don't want to know about the movie, I guess just fast forward the next two minutes and then subscribe to our Patreon, but. <laughs> He plays like a famous comedian who is in all these movies that are like stupid, which is kind of a nod to his movies. Then yeah. he gets cancer, and he thinks he's gonna die, but then he doesn't. Then he finds out he's cured, and he, if he has almost like a oh shit moment. Like, what do I do with my life? And I kind of, I don't know. I really, I really like that. It's like uh, it's fantastic. Sh- showed a little bit
0: of self awareness and also like about, about the super movies. But also kind of like probably how he was feeling at the time in a way.
1: Yeah. And I think he played that character really well. And I watched, I think it definitely influenced me in a way to do stand-up comedy. I didn't wow. know it at the time. I mean. When did that come out? We're, I think like 19, I think 2009. I think we were 19. Okay. So I had, it was a few years before I started doing stand-up. And when I watched it, I don't think, but like, I think there was something of like, oh, that's like what I should be doing.
0: Type yeah. Yeah. They showed the process a little bit about joke yeah. writing and writing jokes for other people, and the yeah. like. How you go out and like work out material.
1: Yeah, it made it like a little more attainable, accessible.
0: Yeah, love that. Didn't yeah. see that coming. Very diverse lists. Fantastic. I think I think that was a well done. Top nine.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna Phil Jackson sent his uh, his picks in, and I'm gonna read them to you. More like Philip Roth. Phil Jackson, I mean, we've talked about this before, but one of the things he's, I really like about Phil Jackson is that he writes these fantastic intros. <clears throat> so his name is Phil Jackson, but call him Philip Roth.
0: A lot of British backs are not going to believe this, but that is, that's not pre recorded. Lance organically says that every time. I, I honestly think he believes that it's a unique thought, and I, I'm not going to tell him it's not.
1: Phil Jackson writes. After a week where Jess really dove into the human essence, the human condition, and most importantly, the human scent, it is only fitting that we focus on one particular human this week. <laughs> that human, obviously being the Sandman. With Will our curly-headed cutie prefer Sandler's silly side or his Paul Thomas Anderson, Safty Brothers dramatic prowess? Who knows? Wow. What we do know is that we won't have to hear more about how he runs around sniffing babies.
0: Wait, what he said? He, he does <laughs> want to hear it. does want to
1: hear? I, I, I laughed through it. He said, what we do know is that we won't have to hear more about how he runs around sniffing babies. Well,
0: now that he says that, I'm going to be talking about sniffing babies for a while.
1: I, for one... I'm not running
0: around with a baby in my hands. I'm walking up and I'm sniffing a baby's head because they have a unique smell that's natural and, and makes me want to chew them.
1: I, for one... Really Marvel in the Sandman's fashion, as well as his ability on the basketball court. Man, I'm so nervous. First and second grade were easy, but social studies, division, (laughs) this is going to be tough. (laughs) Without further ado, Billy Madison, he has in parentheses, greatest movie of all time. Wow. So he's going to be disappointed in my take.
0: Yeah, he's not going to like your take. I agree. Billy Madison, number five, absolutely legendary. Uncut Gems. Yeah, we talked about it. I, 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 I wouldn't replace it with anything on my top nine, but it's it's right there. Big Daddy. My number uno. No, my number, sorry, number three.
1: Happy Gilmore.
0: Bang, my number two.
1: The Wedding Singer. I, I was never a big Wedding Singer fan. I don't know why. I watched it once and I remember really liking it, but it may, it, it didn't make it. I'm not even sure if I've seen it all the way through. I think I might have only seen clips. Waterboy.
0: But number one. Absolutely iconic. Anger Management. That I was thinking about. Another one of those eight, I don't like. It's weird when I think about Adam Sandler movies that some, some of them I consider like Sandler movies and that one more of a Nicholson movie, but a great movie also. He says,
1: Fantastic. Great Nicholson-Sandler chemistry. Definitely. And then he says, Brazon.
0: Raison, do you feel? Thanks for running the triangle. Great guesses. And uh, I'm going to continue sniffing babies. Yeah. Kate came in with an honest, I said it earlier, she was very honest. She said, I have a confession. I don't like Adam Sandler movies. I know Lance likes them, but I never want to watch them. I know I'm the one with the unpopular opinion, but here are my guesses The Waterboy. You've never even seen The Waterboy. Mr. Deeds. Got that. Big Daddy. Did you have Big Daddy? Yeah. You had Big Daddy. Uncut Gems. Yep. Billy Madison. Nope. You don't don't like Billy Madison. And then Happy Gilmore. Yep. Solid guesses. And I I understand um, not liking Adam Sandler. It's it's, got to be a kind of cup of tea. I feel like kind of growing up with him, listening to his albums, kind of entrenched me and ingratiated me into the Sandman.
1: Yeah, the Hanukkah song. I think also being Jewish is like a huge thing, right? Because right. he's like this famous Jewish actor. Right, Hanukkah so song. Like, the Hanukkah. Like we, you know, we have nothing like for you know it was Christmas everything, and you get right. nothing for Hanukkah. So this was like the thing. It was yeah. huge,
0: humongous. Remember my dad playing that when I was very young in our yeah. house, loving
1: it. Put on your yarmulke.
0: Here comes Hanukkah.
1: Yeah. So I think, too, with like, this is, again, a generalization, but it's so slapsticky and kind of stupid, a lot of it. And definitely, I think men are more, certainly more prone to liking liking it. Yeah, uh, I guess so. It's not, this, yeah, I think it's on the average, but anyone can like it.
0: Right. Did you see his, his Netflix special that came out, like, I think, last year? No, I didn't. It was great. His mix of stand up and him doing music, and it was just the most stupid. I thought it was really well done. He like edited together a lot of different shows. It wasn't like just one straight through. It was great. It really surprised me how how good it was.
1: He's great at bits.
0: Yeah, he's one of the best. Sweet sauce. You
1: got any uh, ads this week? I do have an ad. We're sponsored again this week by one of our favorite recurring sponsors who owes us a lot of money. Uber Pete's. Is your, name, Pete. is your name Pete? Do you know someone named Pete? Are you PETA from the Hunger Games? Well, then you'll love Uber Pete's, the very first app by and specifically for Pete's. I mean, for Pete's sake. This app is for Pete's sake. Simply place your order with our app and our elite fleet of Pete's with very sweet feet will meet and greet you at your seat. I know that was a lot, so we'll spare you the deets. Just know that Uber <laughs> Pete's can't be beat, especially when it comes to investing in REITs also known as real estate investment trusts. Uber Pete, <laughs> download today. Not available if your name is Kevin.
0: Fantastic. Thanks for supporting the pod, Uber Pete. Love you to fill that invoice, but another great copy.
1: We got all that Patreon coming in, so. That Patreon cash money. Yeah. We, Beautiful. we don't have any questions this week. No cues. Another, another week of no cues. It's questionable at best. If you want to send us a question, email us at bra- brazebits at gmail.com. Again, brazebits at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram.
0: Right. You got any of that at QABs?
1: I do. So this was a few days ago. I woke up. I actually was happy with myself because I didn't check my phone until like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. And I was up for a little bit before. But I checked my phone. How is that
0: possible? How do you, how do, you do that?
1: that would make me so anxious checking the phone makes me anxious all the phone but like is you don't stuff- check to see if you have a text or an was, email that it, you need to well it was a weekend Okay, and I mean text I don't have any friends so that's not a non-starter
0: <laughs> wow I don't think Mr. October or uh, Seidel would appreciate
1: that I think they would <laughs> All right. I don't know him well enough. Both Mr. October and Seidel, we have a good texting. I think we have a very healthy texting relationship where there's no expectation to respond in any sort of amount of time. It could be respond right away, but it could be like two days later. Really? Yeah. And there's
0: no kind of... I understand like maybe a couple hours, even like if you text in the morning, respond at nighttime, but two days later... If someone – if you send a text out to Seidel and he doesn't respond two days later, you're not going to be a little peeved, be like a little in the back of your head like, where's Seidel at?
1: No. Because I know that that's giving me Tommy Leeway Jones to do the same thing. All right. And I'm often the culprit of this. We have – we are more immediate but I feel like we have like quite – we have business to conduct.
0: Yeah. We have brace business.
1: Yeah. But anyway, so I check my phone. And there's like, you know the met like the two-step verification messages that you get on your phone? Yep. So I got one and it was for uh parlor. It was like your parlor verification code is this. And I was like, I've heard of this before, but like I don't know what this is. I look it up. It's like Twitter basically I guess it's branded as like Twitter for like free speech, conservative like voices that have been uh, I guess banished from Twitter or don't feel like Twitter is the place for them. And I got this like verification for it. Um, so I realized, Oh, this is clearly someone who has an account that like probably typed in the phone number wrong. But now I'm okay. like, is someone have an account on this thing? That's like in my name or fake or whatever. And it sends me down this like, you know, internet anxiety spiral. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need this. Why? Why? Why do I need this? And we view these phone verification, everything as this is helpful and this is more secure and this is more safe, which is ultimately true, I think. But it's like I don't need this anxiety rush for someone if someone else made a mistake. How would they?
0: I I understand. That's, that's, that's a shitty situation to be in. You like, know, I yeah. guess it's that's hard to get around if someone else fucked up.
1: Yeah, but I just I just think it's it's like why why are we so dependent on these things? Right. I, I just didn't oh, like right it. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was questionable at best. I was like, is this a joke?
0: It's <laughs> perfect for the segment. I, I was I only know, I don't really know specifics about Parler, but I saw that it's been the most downloaded app I think of the year, or like, of, really recently. Interesting it could have been like a marketing tactic to make you be like what is this and then make you want to download it
1: maybe maybe I don't know but I didn't appreciate it sounds like a parlor trick <laughs> nice
0: <laughs>
1: Tony parlor nice I yeah. thought it was maybe when I first thought it was like maybe it was a French thing because it's parlay it's, uh, it, it's like the verb for to speak
0: ah interesting interesting
1: yeah so I didn't my aesthetic Sorry. Sorry, I, I kept talking and it was, I wasn't keep, my it wasn't, it wasn't my turn. I just didn't appreciate it.
0: I get it. I get it. You felt invaded. Someone, someone came onto your phone and, and you, don't, you didn't need that kind of
1: anxiety. Invader Zim.
0: Yeah. Don Zimmer. So I got a choose your own adventure for my, my Azadic WAP. I got a a stand up comedy option, or I have a how do you describe it? Something happened while I was walking down the street, Option.
1: You're putting this on me, but I'm going to put the ball back in your court. You got to choose the path that's best for you. Wow. I'm going to go I'm gonna,
0: I'll, I'll give a quick synopsis of, the, of, of both. Great. The first one is, it has to do with my phone. I was walking today. I went for a nice kind of long walk, and first time this ever happened, a bird shat on my phone. <laughs> I'm looking down at my phone, and this is kind of like a meta, I think it was a sign from the universe of being like, to get off my phone, looking at it too much, literally bird shit on my phone. One of the grossest things that's ever happened to me, I was walking, so I, I didn't have any tissues, I used a leaf to, to wipe it off, and then I, I I used my like side of my shirt, and I, and I took it off when I got home. So gross, my, my phone has now got it's it's tainted by bird shit insane
1: wow talking about like the environment and the phones it's very meta It's like meta yeah meta thunberg <laughs> exactly
0: that was that was pr- that was pretty wild and i was like is that a joke and i, I and i was like i didn't realize at first what it was it kind of looked i don't want to describe it but it was just bananas
1: i think it was um, i think
0: it was bird shit it was bird shit it wasn't bananas i wish it was bananas and then the stand-up thing I did stand-up last night in Jersey City, beautiful uh, neighborhood, Jersey City, Grove Street, really nice. Uh, they have a really nice downtown, some great outdoor restaurants and outdoor seating. I, I performed in the back patio of this place called the Pet Shop. Um, so they had a pretty solid turnout. Uh, socially distance, people wearing masks. I go up, th- I go up third in the lineup. It's a hot crowd. The host does well. The guy goes up first, kills. The guy goes up second, kills. And this is kind of why I prefer to go up like early in the show. I prefer kind of the bullet. Because they were so hot and everyone was doing so well that when I got up there, the host brought me up. The entire front row, everyone looked down at their phones. Everyone seemed like burnt out. Everyone was like, kind of like, took like a breath like when I came up. they being like, oh, we're going to zone out for a little bit. And I just couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't command any attention. I had one of the worst bombs I've had in a long time. It was one of those palpable bombs because everyone beforehand did great. And I just couldn't get a grip. I like, part of me wanted to like yell at people to be like, why are you guys not paying attention? But like, I wasn't demanding any attention. I wasn't being funny enough, but it was, I, in my head I was like, this is, a, this is just a classic bomb and it made me appreciate it because i haven't done i don't do stand up enough to like to be to be bombing but it was just it, it was insane
1: yeah well that's interesting when in another era where we were doing stand up all the time you know multiple times a night hosting whenever i was in charge of putting together a show i think i mean i guess this is a little bit what you're saying but there would be sometimes if you're a host and you're so good you're so high energy, and you're so you make the crowd so hot. They're going to be exhausted, but after like a half an hour right. of the show, so, especially like a showcase show. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, where it's not it's the, like a it's bunch not, of comics. Yeah, it's not the host. to shine a host needs to be Russell Wilson. I mean, what, what Russell Wilson now is like a, a time to shine, but like in the early more up. of more of a game manager. You need a game. Right. A game manager, and yeah, it's a, it's a tough spot to be in. I mean, it's also hard because you know now it's like. All right, well, you have that bad set. You just pick your head up, and the next one, you forget about it. But now it's like, well, when is the next one? Is it in three days? Is it in three weeks? Like, right. it's not that. And um, I, just,
0: I, I didn't have the comfortability because I haven't been doing sets enough where I, I couldn't, like, take a breath and be like, I, I should have done crowd work. I should have, like, looked at the people who are looking down at their phones, being like, to engage them a little bit. But I didn't have the comfortability. I didn't have, like, the confidence to, to do that which is just a matter of not being able to do enough stand-up recently.
1: And it's such a weird dynamic because it's like you're so thankful that they're there. Exactly. And yelling at the crowd now doesn't really have the same effect because they're like, well, not only am I here, especially now when it's outside shows and it's cold. Well, I guess yesterday it wasn't cold, but you know now it's getting cold. But like not only am I here, but like I'm kind of taking a risk just being here in right, a way. Right, exactly. It's like not the right dynamic. I don't know. Like There's some shows this weekend that I'm thinking about just like going to and getting – more you know putting myself in a position to do stand-up more frequently than i have been but i'm also like oh well now there's more restrictions in new york the virus is clearly it's just like such a gray area and then on top of that to have a set where you're not happy with is like yeah i I feel it yeah
0: it was exactly what you just said it was like i i left there being like I need to feel appreciative that I was able to perform, especially for a good, good turnout. But I was so bummed about how I, how I did. It was one of those sets where I was like, I kept glancing over to the booker just to like looking for the light. I haven't done that in so long of like, like just wanting to get off stage. It was, it was rough going.
1: Yeah. Long Island Rough Riders.
0: Roy Jones Jr. Didn't he have a song called Rough Riders?
1: Maybe. Is it Roy DMX. Jones? Yeah, D- DMX.
0: But Roy Jordan Jr. also is a rapper. He, he has some good beats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should we bring in the closer?
1: Yeah, I think let's do it.
0: You want to bring him in? I'll do it, yeah. I want. the two. I one, two, three, four. Bits,
1: bits, 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 bits 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 bits. Hey bits. bits, 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 bits. Bits 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 bits. Nice. bits, 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 bits. Nice. bits, bits. Bits, 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 bits
0: beautiful John Rocker Mariano John Franco beautiful time
1: good one two three punch yeah anything to yeah plug
0: the big plug this week is the patreon we really would appreciate don't us a couple of shekels. we will make it worth your bang for your buck subscribe to our patreon three dollars or six dollars we're going to give you great content. We're just going to get better and better we figure out how to make it better and better. And I think it'll give you a, even more behind the scenes and just a better uh, look into the podcast.
1: Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon because we got a lot of good things going on Patreon. And if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can get more stuff. Because right. you could have less stuff, but if you have less stuff, then you don't have more stuff. And we're going to create an ecosystem where you want to devote... I mean, you devote already a week, uh, hour and a half a week to us, which we appreciate. But we want more because we're greedy, and that's what paid. If you have Patreon, if you get Patreon, you could devote more of your time. You only have a finite amount of time to live. You could devote more of it to Brace Bits.
0: Of course, you can. And it, it'll just it'll, it'll put you in the in the in the cast the podcast iron skillet with us even more. Gonna get, gonna get, it, get it, even more of our ingredients, more of our spices. Give you the big picture.
1: They'll give you the big picture. It'll give you the map of the world. You know, It'll give you the big hurt. the big unit. Randy Johnson. Nice. That's yeah. You know, that, that's all I got.
0: You would mean the world. Subscribe to us. Send us a question. Review us on Apple Podcasts. And just thanks for being Razorbacks.
1: Thanks for being Brazerbacks. We're excited about we're on this is episode fifty. This is why we said, All right, it's our fiftieth episode. Let's uh let's get, get busy with Sean Paul.
0: Right. And
1: we're launching this Patreon. But this is kind of a signal of like, you know, a lot of podcasts, they do it for a year, two years, and maybe it kind of fades away. But we're trying to, you know, signal that this is the pod kitchen and we're not we're not going anywhere. We're cooking. We're cooking. We're gonna keep cooking. We got a good amount of Brazerbacks and we wanna we wanna keep keep growing the kitchen. Exactly. Beautiful. Thanks for listening everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.